This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening Podcast. Hello, Hapsters. We have the pleasure of having on someone that I like to call a mentor, mainly because I pay him money to give me all of the brain candies that he has floating around in his brain. And that is Ryan Matthew. You'll hear a very gorgeous accent coming on soon. Um, he is from across the pond over in England. And Ryan is a business coach, but I'm going to give him the opportunity to just explain who he is, uh, according to him. And then I'll correct you if he says anything that I think is different. And then, uh, and then we'll go through his journey, his experience, and we're going to really, uh, unpack the emotion unreasonable today. It's an emotion that I don't think I really used in my vocabulary until I met him and started working with him. And I think it's something that every entrepreneur should have in their toolbox. Um, and so we're going to talk about the ways in which it's helped him build, build multiple six-figure businesses and um, to really just help other people do the same. So without further ado, uh, Ryan Maffey. Hey, cool. That was lovely. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Uh, so what was your first question? Really just, I want you to <laughs> tell us a little bit about of who you were, go back as far as you want, who you are and how you got to become a business coach and just, just what you do for a living. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so um, Jess did warn you there was an accent coming, so it is a <laughs> Scottish accent, but I've, I've actually lived in London. Now I'm kind of on the outskirts of London. I've been away for 20 years, so it's a lot smoother than you might imagine having been brought up in Scotland, right? So hopefully... Mm -hmm. This is, this is translating pretty well. Um, so in terms of like uh, the name of my job, it's probably changed a bit lately actually because I've worked in transformation for 10 years. So I always referred to myself as a transformational coach, but I always felt that that sounded a little bit... Yeah, <laughs> like, like, a little bit like, you know, but you know, you've got to have a name so that people can, you know, assign a label to understand what you do. And business coach, yeah, I help people in their business, but the work that I do is way deeper than that. So that wouldn't really cut it either. Um, and now I'm the CEO of, of a company called High Performing Coach, and I head up all the training and all the development. So I'm responsible for you know, developing our clients so they become high performers in their business and, and in their life as well. So, the, so that, that's where I'm at right now. But my, my journey started about 10 years ago when I... I had a moment and I think lots of us have had moments and this was a pretty big one where I was basically blaming a new girlfriend for all of my feelings. I was blaming her for not getting enough attention. I was blaming her for um, her not being compassionate or being loving. I was blaming her for a whole bunch of stuff. Hashtag she, relatable right there. Exactly. Right. And of course I was right. Yeah. You know, I was right. She was wrong. That was just the way that it was. We had the same argument every weekend for about four weeks, and she kept repeating the same thing. Ryan, I don't know what you're talking about. It's got nothing to do with me. And on the fourth weekend, for whatever reason, I was 30 at the time, so I just felt, okay, she keeps saying it's nothing to do with her, so what if, right? Like, what if? We'll entertain it, because we like Yeah, it. right, what if, 
Okay, you're like, what if it's got something to do with me? And I actually, I'd never asked myself that question before. And until that moment, it was always everybody else's fault. And my whole life just started flashing in front of my eyes, all the relationships I'd had, the things I'd taken on at work or the disagreements I had with people or the issues in my family, everything just started coming up. And it made me feel like I was going to fall with like just dizziness. It was that, you know, impactful. And I went home, walked into my flat, walked up the stairs, went into my bed, jumped on the pillow basically, and just started sobbing like a baby. Mm -hmm. I started crying my heart out. And I cried for about four hours. The first two hours were through the devastation of me realizing that life always seemed to be a certain way. But now I was seeing that actually there was some, some other way because I was the consistent factor in all of these situations, right? It wasn't their fault. I was starting to see that I was the one at the bottom of all of it. And then the last two hours was uh, more crying, but it was more of, of a transformative nature. I felt free. I felt like what was happening was important. I woke up the next day, started calling all my ex-girlfriends and apologizing. <laughs> I started calling all my family and told them I loved them. I contacted people that I had done some wrong to in the past and apologized and maybe gave money back that I'd stole when I was a teenager. I started cleaning up my life. And at, you know, the, at the same moment, I realized that I wasn't the only person that might find this quite useful in the life. And I wanted to start giving it away. So I, I, w I never became a coach then, but I certainly became somebody who was out to, to develop myself more and learn more what I, what I was figuring out and giving it away. And then, you know, the rest is kind of history after that it really set me off in a path of just going deeper with myself, going into every corner, leaving no stone unturned. Um, and I worked with one of the world's leading companies in transformation. I did that for about, you know, between I think, three years, something like that, but in the organization for about five. So really learned a lot about myself, learned a lot about human beings, learned a lot about coaching, learned a lot about how to be unstoppable mm -hmm. and how to make shit happen. You know, that's really what, what juiced me up. Like, how do I create real results? And they're not just like a fluke or a one-off or I'm not relying on the circumstances. How do I make stuff happen? Right. So I really learned that in that period of time. And then, um, and then fast forward now, I have the company that I've mentioned. That's where we met and I, I love it. You know, it's just like playing every day. I get to use every inch of my brain, every inch of everything that I've learned and draw on all of that experience and help people go through what I really believe they need to, to go through so they can create the kind of results that they want in their business as well. And we serve people in America, Australia, all over Europe. And um, I have three other business partners as well. And yeah, it's a real ride. It's great mm -hmm. fun. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're, we're packing a punch. Transformational coach, business coach, life coach, whatever you want to call him, Ryan does have the power to make you cry on a phone call, even before you really know who he is. Um, I mean, most of you know that listening to Ryan's story, we have similar businesses, right? But um, what you don't understand is that it really doesn't matter what kind of a business you have, what kind of an industry you are in. Uh, the problems that th we deal with and that Ryan deals with is exactly the slogan of this podcast, which is that business isn't personal, right? We want to get real results. We're talking about setting goals that are financial, that are time sensitive with deadlines and we take massive action, right? But business isn't personal. It is emotional. The problems that come up on these coaching calls and in your business 
are what you guys describe as human problems, right? So yes, while it's within the context of business, um, it's usually, I always say, your brain is the cause and the solution to all of your problems. So you're just helping us really kind of uh, see that and get out of our own way. But what I really wanted to have you, why I really wanted to have you on this week was because of this word that you used in a call we had together, which was unreasonable. I've heard the word unstoppable and unshakable, maybe not in quite as powerful a way as you guys use it. Um, but it, those are words that people hear unstoppable and unshakable, and they think of them as positive. Now, when you hear the word unreasonable, when you kind of think of a sociopath, right? You think of someone who's like rude and like, I'm unreasonable. And you also know if you're a listener that I love to use Google to, to define the word in the beginning so that we can all kind of have an understanding of, of how the world thinks of the word unreasonable. And then you can kind of give us your definition. But Google defines unreasonable as not reasonable or rational, not in accordance with practical realities and acting at variance or contrary to reason. And I was literally chuckling at, as I was reading this definition because I still think that you can use that exact definition and see this word now as a positive thing now that you have shown me what it means. So could you give me a little bit of an idea of what, I mean, I don't even know where you got this idea, but, but how you use tap into the feeling of unreasonable in order to help your clients get out of their own way. Sure. Um, okay. So when it comes to human beings, we love reasons. We mm -hmm. love them. We'll roll around in them all day long. We love our reasons. We love our excuses. We love um, our views, we love our opinions, we love our stories. And, you know, reasons are, it's, it's a habit. It's a real, like using, like having reasons why we can't have X or having reasons why we had to do Y. Like, and it, it's like a nasty habit. And mm -hmm. we don't even notice it half the time. We're just, it's just coming out like verbal diarrhea, one reason after the next. This is, this is like related to when people are either disempowered or they don't have what they want. What they will have is their reasons. They'll have all the reasons why they don't have what they want. And it could be anything from what happened with Brexit to the crisis, uh, to the fact that they were born a certain way, right? There's always reasons, mm -hmm. um, but people love them. And why do you love them? Right? Quarantine's a good reason that people Quarantine, are right greatly, now not to oh do anything. God. Yeah, right? You know, for the last, you know, six, seven weeks, yeah, I've, I've really been standing up in the face of that one. and you know, with all due respect to what's happening in the world and all the sensitivity and compassion to the, to the other side of it. But let's talk about the business that we're in. And there's no reason that we can't find a way to, um, to keep serving our clients, whatever that is, right? We just got to adapt. That's my big word of this crisis is adaptability. How do we adapt to this, right? So, so yeah, we love our reasons and we don't relate to our reasons like reasons. We relate to our reasons like, no, that is the way that it is. And we fight for our reasons um, because we get something out of it. We get to pass on the responsibility of being adaptable, finding ways, um, you know, doing what might seem harder or unknown or scary or that might not turn out. So we hold on to reasons so we don't need to go and deal with all of that or have to confront that. And when I say unreasonable, 
it's not in the arrogant sense or the one that doesn't care about people. It's the one that is not given by their own reasons. Amen. It's at variance or contrary to the reasons that you have in your brain right now. Exactly. And give it some context. We can actually, I feel completely comp, um, like fine exposing my own reasons that I had on the call with Ryan when he was talking to me about spending an amount of money that I had never spent at one time of all of my own money, money that I didn't have like come in from a client. And then I like specifically allotted it to um, investment. It was like, okay, like I'm just taking from my savings and putting it in. And my reason to Ryan for holding off at the time was that I wanted to wait until my tax refund came back. Mm-hmm. And that's a good one. He said, that's a really reasonable <laughs> um, <laughs> reason. Like that sounds very reasonable what you're saying. And I was like, he agrees. He gets it. I was like ready to hang up the call. I was like, so in a, we'll reconvene this call in like five or six weeks. And then, you know, during that time, who knows what could happen to me? I'm sure I would come up with 10 other reasons why now is not the time or I had another thing that I wanted to do. But of course I knew deep down and Ryan knew because he'd asked me the questions and listened to me up until that point that I, I needed what he had to offer me. Like he knew that I wanted, he, you know, you're not going to just offer and be unreasonable with people that don't need what you have to offer. We're talking about being unreasonable with potential clients that, you know, want what you have. And if that is the case, you need to help them to be unreasonable. So you said to me, that sounds very unreasonable. Let me, do do I have permission to give you, to ask you like a harder question? And what did you say to me? Or what would you say to me now? If someone said that I have to wait for my taxes to come back. I have no idea what I said then. (laughs) Uh, I had to say it now. But do you? Um, Well, you brought up this concept of unreasonable and Uh you said, and you said, that's very, that's very reasonable, but I don't, you're not going to have success with your clients if you are being reasonable all the time. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't help show you how to be unreasonable. Mm -hmm. And you can only help your clients to the level of which you can help yourself get over your own reasons, right? And we're, we're just putting this into the context of unreasonable, but essentially get over their own excuses, get over their own BS, um, get to that next level where you're taking hundred percent accountability for everything in your life. And you're not blaming like Ryan said that a lot of us do in the beginning of the story where it's always something else. It's always something else. It was always just like, Oh, I needed to wait for X money to come in for me to feel safe. And I think what you said too, is like your reasons are that, Oh, once my tax money comes in, then I'll have this cushion. That's going to give me permission to, if I don't succeed, like I was giving myself an out to fail. And you said, yeah. what do you really want to come from this? Do you want to succeed and make this money? Or are you looking for a way for you to invest in a safe way so that either way, there's no opportunity for you to fail? Do you want to yeah. just be really, exactly. really reasonable? Yeah, exactly. And, and that's when I said like, you know, our reasons are uh, always so that we can avoid some something not working out, some threat that we don't necessarily realize 
because it's all in the background, right? Mm-hmm. But the reason seems like, no, I mean, it's a very, hey, come on, I'll get the tax bill. I had somebody one day who her reason was that she was pregnant. Now, sure. I've had that reason before. Yeah, no, I, no, I'm a guy. I've never been pregnant. Never, never had that reason before, but it was a reason. And I had to like, you know, I had to really think, like, take a breath. Okay, do my thing. And I put it in front of her. I said, look, I, I get it. And no idea what that must be like, but it's still a reason. And mm-hmm. if you're going to keep being given by your reasons, you'll always find reasons to not take the action that, that needs to be taken. You'll always find reasons to justify and explain why you don't have what you want. Therefore, taking away all your power and rendering yourself like just limited. And that's the kind of results that you'll be creating for your business. And it's the kind of results you'll be helping your clients create because you're, you're only going to help them grow as much as you've grown regarding this. So, and that would have been something like what I would say, would have said to you back then. So I, I just Googled reason because I, I also use the dictionary to, yeah. to get to know what I'm actually Language saying. is so important. And right? so, you should also make sure that we're all on the same page, right? Yeah. And obviously there's interpretation of language and all of that, mm-hmm. right? But here we go. One, a cause, explanation, or justification for an action or an event. Now, there's nothing more, if you're in a conversation about performance, if you're in a conversation about six figures or, you know, expanding and, you know, going global, whatever it might be, and you're coming up with justifications and explanations why you haven't done it, there's nothing more disempowering for you as a human being to go there. And as a coach, when I hear that, you know, I I feel it, you know, I feel the the shift energetically. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just not going to get them what they want. Exactly. So we've got to be aware that those reasons are just, just ways of justifying our no performance. And if you go and justify why you don't get what you want, you will never get it. I love so it. this idea of tapping into being unreasonable, it's actually just taking all your power, all of your power, every inch of it, and not being given by all of the, by that temptation to give yourself a back door or an explanation or to justify why you don't have it yet. Therefore leaving you like, with some limit on how effective you can be. So it's, it's saying bye-bye to all of that and actually stepping into all of your power and actually seeing what are the actions to take and I'm going to move in that direction with a belief that if I keep doing that, I am going to get what I want. If, and it's that willingness to believe, a willingness to believe that I can actually have the results I want. I've just got to, I've just got to take the action, void of all the reasons and all the drama. And so... In terms of putting it into practice for someone that really has never done this before, I always say that like emotions are just a platform. They're kind of like a diving board for you to spring into action. All of your action is taken from an emotion. So we in on this podcast always are trying to figure out, okay, what are the most useful emotions that have helped people create six-figure businesses and how you've done it multiple times. You've had multiple six-figure businesses. How would you say that you put this into a daily and or in terms of an enrollment conversation, a practice with being unreasonable, right? And also the second, second part of that question is how, because I, I know my clients and I know the reasons that are still popping up listening to this conversation, which is, but I I am a compassionate, sensitive, empathetic person. How can I have empathy and not insult or step on the toes of my clients and still help them to be unreasonable and get results? 
Sure. Okay. Well, for, let me answer that one first, and then you can remind me about sure. the first question because yep. I remember like a fish. And it's my first day back today after <laughs> having a week. I know. Week gotcha. of, like social detoxing and mobile detoxing, and I literally turned my brain to mush, so it's still in the kind of. Ryan's been thing. taking two baths a day for the last seven <laughs> days. <laughs> yeah, I love to pimp out my baths with candles and music and Epsom salts and lots of the doTERRA oils. Cool. All right. So first of all, to help your clients tap into this idea or this context of being unreasonable, you've got to be unreasonable yourself. You can't, you can't help them do something you haven't discovered for yourself. You won't be able to show them that way. So you got to just look at in your business, in your life, in your conversations with your clients, get curious, like, where am I, where am I being completely reasonable? Where am I being given by all my reasons? Maybe you won't even, maybe you write them out. Like if, if the big area for you right now is when you're having a coaching call or a, an enrollment call with your client, just where, where do I get really reasonable? Where do, I, where do I get stuck or stop with all my reasons? And then the next time you have a call or you're in that situation, don't get stopped by those reasons. Move beyond it, even though it feels scary or horrible or anxious. And then in, in there, you'll discover something. I don't know what it will be, but it will be magical. It will be powerful. It will be enlivening. And then you will be able to then lead others to that type of place because you went there yourself. Yeah. And I love to like, let's give a specific example. So you guys do an incredible job of coaching us through the money conversation, which is a place where I find that most people across industry, it doesn't matter what it is. Once the price of what you're offering comes up, you tend to want to be reasonable for them before you're even giving them the price. You're like, so it's typically this price, but for you, maybe we can make an exception, whatever you want. Like, and you're already starting to give into the reasons that you have. So the reasonable feeling starts in your thoughts before you even start to take that action. So let's say when it comes to money, how can people start to show up more powerfully and be more reasonable when it comes to a money conversation? Yeah. Well, um, first of all, you've got to just dig a little bit deeper. Like there's, there's something underneath that, the, the, the reasonableness or the reasonable behavior is just a symptom. It's an outcome of something a bit deeper. And the thing about deeper is usually the fear of what might happen if you are that way or if you do mm-hmm. that. Way. And then there's some story that you have about yourself if it really goes that way. So for example, oh my God, I couldn't possibly challenge their objection because they might get upset with me or they might not like me Mm -hmm. or I might push them away or I might lose them. So they're all the reasons, right? And underneath that, it's, it's, you know, it goes into these the, the deeper aspects of what we're all dealing with, which is our fears, our fears of not being loved, our fears of not being accepted, and uh, our fears of being alone, or our fears of being unworthy, or these beliefs that we have that, that we're not good enough, or that, that we don't deserve it. Okay. So, so these are all the things that are going on underneath, and how it shows up out there is that we are reasonable, but we excuse it with all this stuff. Oh no, I've got to be professional. That's a good one. Oh, I've got to maintain. Oh yeah. I had that one. My professionalism. With right? my sin. I yeah. Couldn't be myself. Yeah. You yeah. Know. But underneath that, it's all that stuff. So the daily practice is what I talked about is like writing the list, but, but day to day, just start noticing 
start noticing when you're giving yourself reasons that you're buying into. Like this is a real awareness practice where you got to just start catching yourself and be interested to catch yourself. Like actually start calling yourself out. Be like, am I just giving myself reasons? But you got to understand why, why would you do that? Why you give yourself reasons is to protect yourself. What are you protecting yourself from uh, that you might fail? Why is that such a big deal? Well, people will think something of me or it might mean something of me. It all, it all gets into this kind of the same type of story that we have about ourselves that we're somehow not worthy or that, that we're not good enough the way that we are. So we got we to gotta dig that deep. So I would say like the number one reason that I keep hearing from my clients, especially in quarantine, is that they view themselves as empaths. Also, all of my clients are female entrepreneurs and most of their clients, a lot of them are females. And so they feel like it's very important for whatever their client says to them, for them to like really under be understanding and empathetic to that how can you both hold that space for being empathetic and or can you do both be empathetic and unreasonable at the same time? <laughs> okay cool so um you know to bring empathy to somebody is a gift it's an amazing thing it's great to receive it it's great to give it and that's just a part of your job so what's the real intention is it to give somebody empathy or is it to help them have a breakthrough in their life so you got to get really clear. Why are you even on that call? Why are they on the call? Are they there to have your empathy? Or are they there because they want something more? Now, I'm pretty sure they want something more. They want to have the result they've been dreaming about. They want to have the result they've been worried about sharing. They want to have the result that they could only imagine might be possible for somebody other than themselves. They want that. And if you're just going to empathize all day, you're not going to be the person that helps them get it. Amen. You- I can't nod yeah. harder right now because... Right. There's a difference between when you're having a conversation with that same person as a friend versus them coming on a potential discovery call or a mini session or a conversation in which they know that you have something to offer them. That's when you know that there's something within them that's ready to go from that place of, I just want to be heard and understood to that place of, I don't want to have people be able to give me empathy for this because I don't want this to be my story anymore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And look, you know, it's great. It's not to take any away from the empathy, but again, it's just a part of you, your, the tool that you're bringing. Okay. It's just one of the many tools you can bring. The, the main tool that you really want to bring for your clients is to help them cause a breakthrough. So how do you do that? Well, you've got to lean in. You've got to get uncomfortable. You've got to ask questions that nobody's asking them. You've got to say the things that you actually know in your heart needs to be said. You've got to ask questions that are going to have them see things they've never seen before. You've got to be willing to step way beyond what's comfortable and reasonable for you, for your clients. So you've got to, you've got to, you've got to make that shift on having it be about what you think is the best thing and make it to be what is the best thing. What is the best thing is actually helping your clients see something in a way they've never seen before so they can take new actions and create new results. They won't get that from empathy alone. That's something that might ease the conversation, but what's, you know, a powerful question is where I'll go. Or I might say something like, hey, can I tell you what I see? Can I let you know what's right there for me? Can I have permission for that? Yes. And then it's like, bang, 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 bang. What do you get from that? Yeah. And then, then the lights start to open up. 
So yeah, coaching is, is way more than empathy, although that's a really key part of it. But it's, it's facilitating a breakthrough, and that is edgy. You've got to be willing to, to lean into all those spaces that don't feel comfortable and trust, trust that that's where, I hate to use the cliche, but trust that that is where the magic will happen. All of those places that feel nervy or uncomfortable for you, well, you've got to go there because that's part of your growth, and that's what you've got to help your clients go through as well. Yeah, and I, I just think what a beautiful time to be having this conversation during quarantine because – I feel a lot of my clients feel so stuck or especially if they're creating a new offer right now, which already feels uncomfortable because it requires some failure. It requires a lot of just uncertainty about yourself. You have no proof from the past to lean on that you can do it or get these results yet, right? You have to create your future from your future. But this being unreasonable with yourself and then with your clients is honestly the tool that has been making it so that I had a week where I made $5,000 just in enrollments of new clients because people are looking for someone out there that's being unreasonable. Everyone else is being reasonable and they're sick of it, right? Like they don't, they're sick of their own reasons. Yeah. And so if you can like raise that energetically, and I usually say, there's, there's no place in coaching for empathy for me. It doesn't mean that I don't have compassion for you, but empathy really means that I'm, requires me to buy into your story and your reasons. And that's not my job. Now, I really do think for those of you who are listening and are like, well, I'm not a coach. I'm just like, I sell this or whatever. You have a product, you have a service. In some way, every time you're getting on the call, and you're talking to someone about buying, you have to coach them through their objections about um, whatever, whatever the reasons are, whatever's coming up for them. You know, they don't have the money right now. They don't have the time. The two biggest adult excuses for like my dog ate my homework, right? It's just, it's not even real. And, and I, I think that I'm so grateful for coming across you when I did, because just the vocabulary of unreasonable and this feeling is so powerful because it's underused. I think like the other words that coaches are throwing out right now are very like, okay, we just motivation. They're very positive. And right now, sometimes people want, don't really, they're not even ready to feel positive yet. They just want to feel determined and gritty. And this unreasonable helps you just in a neutral way, take everything you've been thinking, unpack it, don't treat it as a fact or a circumstance, but identify it for what it is. What you said is your story, is your thoughts. And just because you think it doesn't mean it, it's true. Yeah. So um, I am just so grateful for you helping me see this, uh, this feeling for what it is and as a tool. And hopefully our, uh, where can all of our listeners find you if they want to hear more about this and hear more of this Scottish Scottish accent (laughs) (laughs) or unreasonableness. Uh, Yeah. So we, so we are called high performing coach. However, the website, we're going through a name change right now. So the current domain is morecommittedclients.com. I'm really uh, present on LinkedIn and we also have a group if you're, so if anybody who's listening is a coach, uh, life, leadership, transformational, any of that, any coaching of that nature, then we have a public community that's full of really powerful content from our workshops. We also have workshops as well. 
that we do online. So I'll, I'll drop you a few links and then you can share them. Perfect. I'll put them in the show notes for those of you listening. But again, this is Ryan Mathy, M-A-T-H-I-E, if you want to find him on Facebook or LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, he's got a lot of a lot of wisdom in his pot of gold over there. He is. I give you one more for fun. Oh, let's do it. I'll do, I'll do one more quick one just for fun. And this is something that, you know, I've definitely lived my life by this naturally. And then more and more lately, I realized how badly it's needed out there. Um, so I'm I'm a very proud imperfectionist. Very, very proud imperfectionist. I don't care about perfection because I know it doesn't exist. I care about making things better, optimizing, effectiveness, higher performance, blah, blah, blah. But don't care much for perfection because I've never really, I've always been quite clear it doesn't really exist, right? Um, so I'm very proud to be an imperfectionist. And what it, what it allows me to be is very messy. I, 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 I'm very good at, I'm like a master of being messy and building things without needing it to without it needing to be a certain way or needing it to be right or needing it to be perfect already. It just allows me to have the freedom to go and take action and build things on the way up. So the the last little thing to offer is just permission to be messy. Whatever you're engaged in right now, whether it's a new offer or a new program or that conversation that you need to have with your client or that conversation you need to have with your husband, allow yourself permission to, to be messy and start and actually just take the action without trying to get it right. So be messy versus right. I think that ties in so well, even with the feeling that we're talking about, because as you said, with the practice, every time you bring awareness to what your reasons are, you can just say, oh, this is a reason for me to show how I can show up perfectly. But Brian just gave me permission to be imperfect and messy and it's working out for him. And I will wholeheartedly, you know, I will pound you on that one because I am the queen of, of messy action. I always say like, you know, take, take action and be willing to produce B minus work, just put it out there, get it out there, and then you can improve it. But there are plenty of people out there crushing it right now that have way less qualifications, way worse websites than you, way less uh, experience, and they're gaining on you and getting the experience by being out there taking action. Exactly. Exactly. Right. How you refine it, how you make it better is because you're actually doing it in the first place and yeah. and then you can clean it up and then you clean it up and then you make a mess again at a whole new level. Right. Yeah. Amen. So again, thank you so much for yeah. imparting your wisdom on all of us and taking time out of your busy schedule on your very first day back. Um, go forth and crush. And yeah, those of you that are listening, don't check your phone right now if you're driving or if you're in the shower, very dangerous, or if you're in a bath. But uh, definitely make sure that you check out the show notes so you can check out more of Ryan and high performing coach or more committed clients.com. And we'll see you out there. Bye.